It is time to go back, not to the future, but to the 90s with our new book, Mixtape Theology, 90s Christian Edition. In Mixtape Theology, we take some of our favorite songs of the 90s like Heaven in the Real World, New Way to Be Human, Love is a Verb, and we dive deep into the lyrics and theology of those songs. It is a nostalgic ride with inspiring devotions as well as 90s retrospectives and fun insights. Michael Tate of DC Talk of the Newsboys says that you better get ready to rock out and be inspired to the core. Michael W. Smith calls it a great read. Our goal is for you to fall in love with the gospel and these songs all over again. Right now, you can get Mixtape Theology on Amazon or at Walmart.com. Now, back to the podcast. I am so thankful that I'm incapable of doing any good on my own. Why in the world would I be thankful that I can't do any good on my own? What is up? It is good to see you all again here at Mixtape Theology, where we look at 90s contemporary Christian music and dig into some of the theology from our favorite songs back then, as well as um, poke fun at the culture of the 90s and think about some of the silly stuff that we did back in the day. I'm Dr. Ashley, and in this mixtape vlog, I'm going to discuss some of the theology behind a song from Cademan's Call and their song, Thankful. If you recognize the opening line to this vlog, you recognize those lyrics And I can tell you, as a theologian and someone that loves music, Cademan's Call back in the day really fit the bill for me as a young seminarian in the late 90s. I would listen to a lot of their music, and it was rich with theology. And this song is no exception. It is packed with so much deep theology, we can't even scratch the surface. It talks about total depravity, as they quote scripture saying, none is righteous, no, not one. It talks about original sin, as they use the term, we are all stillborn. And even the idea of unconditional election, as they, um, as they say, what part can I play in the work of redemption? We can't be good enough. It's God's grace. We can't impress God or perform enough. And that's what makes grace so amazing as we think about what Jesus has made possible for us. We are dead in our sin, and Jesus makes salvation possible through his life, death, and resurrection. There is nothing that we can do. Along those same lines, there's a couple of other big theological ideas that I want to help you understand, and it would be helpful for us to maybe categorize them in a couple of big theological church terms that you might have heard said before. The first one is substitutionary atonement, and the next one is propitiation. So let me help you understand those big ideas. Substitutionary atonement essentially meaning that Jesus died in our place. He was a substitute for sinners who deserved death. It should have been us on the cross, and Jesus took the punishment, the death that we deserved. The wages of sin is death, and Jesus died as a substitute in our place. Propitiation is another one of those big theological terms, and it means that because Jesus was our substitute, he satisfied the wrath of God. God's anger turned away from us as Jesus paid the price that was due for our sin. 
In Genesis chapter 22, there is a fascinating story of Abraham and his son Isaac. And if you know this story, God asks Abraham to go and sacrifice his son Isaac. You also know that God had already promised Abraham that the world would be blessed through him, that his um, his offspring will be as many as the stars in the sky, that all the world will be blessed through his offspring. We know that essentially that meant that Jesus, the Messiah, would come through Isaac, Abraham's offspring. We know that God made this covenant, and, and here we see him making a request to Abraham to sacrifice his son. I love the idea that Abraham says when him and Isaac are going to make the sacrifice and he's been asked to to kill his son, he says, we're going to go and we're going to come back. And then when I think about this story, it says there in Genesis 22 um, that Abraham says God alone will provide the lamb for the sacrifice. And then we know that God provided a ram caught in a thicket. You see, God provided a substitute a substitutionary sacrifice so that Abraham did not have to sacrifice Isaac. But it was not a lamb. It was a ram. Have you ever thought about this? Why in the world would this be? Well, it's very simple because God would provide a substitute, a lamb, and that is the lamb of God, Jesus. Jesus would be the lamb that God alone could provide. So this is a foreshadowing of Jesus. And and so so... You don't have a lamb, God provides a ram. We as sinners deserve death and God provides a substitute. This passage speaks to that. God will provide the lamb and that lamb is Jesus. He did it um, in the Passover as the Israelites would um, sacrifice an unblemished lamb and put the blood over the doorpost of their homes and the angel of death would pass over their houses and death would not come to them. If we trust in Jesus, his blood is painted over our hearts and the angel of death passes over us. Remember what John the Baptist said when he saw Jesus coming, behold the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Why would I be thankful that I can do no good on my own? Because if I can do the good, if I can even make the sacrifice, then it is on me. And I know me. I'm thankful for God's grace that makes it possible. For the death of Jesus is applied to me and that takes away the wrath of God and gives me forgiveness. I'm thankful for the perfect life and righteousness of Jesus. Yes, I can't do anything on my own that pleases God. But Jesus' righteousness is applied to me and I trust my life in his hands. It's not on me or on my performance. It's based off of Jesus and my trust is in him. Bye for now. Thanks for watching. Be thankful today, Christian, for what Christ has made possible. The Mixtape Theology Podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. Find more Christian music-related podcasts at newreleasetoday.com.